Welcome to the Aquademia Podcast. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning into this Advocate Session episode of the Aquademia Podcast, where we take 10 with our online magazine, The Responsible Seafood Advocate. This is the very first one of this kind of spin-off series of the Aquademia Podcast, so I appreciate you guys joining us for this extra episode. These episodes are going to be coming out for the time being every other Friday. So it's something that you can look forward to every other week as some bonus content, extra episodes. And every other week, we're going to be talking with Jamie Wright, who is the editor of our online magazine, The Advocate. And he's here with us right now. What's up, Jamie? Hey, Sean. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, of course. Thanks for joining. This is going to be really cool. If you recognize Jamie's name or his voice, uh, it's because you must have heard his previous episode that he was on. Jamie joined us for episode 158, talking about exploring the seafood media landscape. And so what we're going to do in these session episodes is we are going to just talk about what's going on in The Advocate, kind of what's up there now, what's upcoming, what else is going on in in his world. But first, Jamie, I want to welcome you on and, uh, you know, get your vision for this because this was, you know, this was a team effort. It wasn't just me making you do it. So, um, <laughs> yeah, this, I think it's good for both products. We, we, we do a lot of content on, on online and so do you. So there's no, uh, it makes sense to marry them in a way. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I want to use the word marry between you and me, but... Well, you know. <laughs> we get along. We spend a whole lot of time together, <laughs> so... I'm sure there's weeks where I spend more time with you than I do with my wife. Probably. So, <laughs> so um, yeah, so the advocate, like, for your listeners' benefit, I mean, not everybody knows it, but uh, it was a print publication for 17 years. So from 98 through uh, 2015 it was known as the global aquaculture advocate with a you know heavy focus on shrimp farming uh, but also explorations about the dynamics of culturing all the major uh, species and lots of not so major ones as well so dozens and hundreds of articles on shrimp salmon and tilapia of course but also information on goliath grouper florida pompano olive flounder uh, some of the more marginal items as well i came on board 2015 Mm-hmm. Same year as me. Right. Just by a few weeks. We were separated by mm-hmm. just a few weeks. Um, I was asked to take the publication online and to create a new format for the content. So it's kind of half technical articles, what we've always done, and uh, half feature stories from my network of uh, journalist friends. And then uh, 2021, we changed the name to Responsible Seafood Advocate to align with the rebrand to Global Seafood Alliance. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we explore uh, sustainability trends in fisheries, uh, ocean health issues, things like that. So if you're interested in this kind of content, sign up for the newsletter. It comes out every Tuesday, Tuesday morning, Eastern time. Just go to globalseafood.org and find the Advocate Magazine link at the top of the page and smash it. Smash it. We'll also have the link in the uh, show notes so you can find it nice and easy. So, so you can smash the link in the show notes as well. Um, so let's talk about, because we only got 10 minutes or so here, so I don't want to you know waste too much time. I want to get right into the meat of what's going on in The Advocate. So let's talk about what is up there right now. This you know this is something that we'll talk about every couple of weeks. You're releasing stuff every week. So if people go to The Advocate today, what would they see? The first thing they'll see is uh, Bonnie's feature, Bonnie Wicott's feature on pigmentation and shrimp. For shrimp farmers, mm-hmm. the color of money is pink. So this story by Bonnie, she's a longtime correspondent for me, a great writer based in the UK. Uh, her article is called It Pays to be Pink. Farmed shrimp production chain protects its price points with pigmentation. I, I like, love alliteration. You love that headline? <laughs> I love it. I'm a big fan of alliteration. That is a really interesting article too. Right? It is. And she looks at how pigmentation is achieved via aquafeeds. So 
Feedmakers are finding new sources for astaxanthin. It's a carotenoid-based additive. This one that she writes about is derived from palm oil. There's another ingredient called paniferd, uh, which is made via fermentation of uh, a marine microorganism. So a little biotech angle. The idea here is to optimize the color of the flesh so that it looks attractive to consumers. But, you know, the color of flesh, shrimp and uh, salmon in particular, those are indicators of health too. So uh, that's really important to the industry. So Read Bonnie's story for more on that. Yeah, definitely check it out. So quickly, pigmentation brings me to this episode's unsolicited tangent. I'm just going to go on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so a lot of aquaculture detractors, as you're well aware, being uh, in this industry for like seven, eight years now, they use misinformation tactics a lot. They repeat unfounded rumors. Uh, they present debunked studies as new information. It's all uh, an effort to discredit or talk bad about the industry. Mm-hmm. So one of these so-called alternative facts that's uh, kind of gaining some life now somehow on social media is that farm salmon is dying. Again? Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. back? It's, it's actually it's seeing in a lot of it and um, that it's actually gray if they yeah. don't diet first. I've, so, been, I've been, I remember doing a talk on that at the New England Aquarium back in like 2010. It, it, it's the, you know, like th- these lies don't, they die hard. Yeah, for real. Uh, they're like Bruce Willis. Yeah. Colleague of mine, Anars, Emily D'Souza, she spoke mm-hmm. at, at Goal recently at a recent event. She told me just the other day that she's been kept pretty busy by some of these uh, IG influencers who are re- repeating this information. So just to get it straight, astaxanthin and other carotenoid additives are to enhance the color, and it's all achieved through feeds. Mm-hmm. So uh, salmon and shrimp are not dyed at any point. If you're into seafood and you're really, and you're on Instagram, then you should follow Emily D'Souza. I should give her a look. Or her other, I think her account might be Seaside with Emily. Yeah. She's on TikTok as well. She's Pretty really big on yeah. TikTok. And that was, that was the focus of her goal presentation. Yeah. So uh, she's also got some new work coming out on the Advocate Tomb so, uh, soon. So look for that. Awesome. Uh, what, what's on deck for, uh, for next week? Well, first, I want to give a quick shout out uh, to the University of Arizona's Aquaculture Pathology Laboratory. I've said that kind of funny, but <laughs> in Tucson, Arizona, they, they sent us another submission that's up now. Their latest is a collaboration with researchers in Brazil. They've identified a novel IMNV genotype that's discovered in Brazil. It's closely related to other strains in Indonesia. It's really important. In, uh, in this, these articles are really important to learn about these diseases because sharing this information about this stuff is one of the greatest values of the advocate and of the, the event. For the past two decades, we mm-hmm. really bring a lot of this information to the people that need it. So just wanted to give a you know, quick mention to those guys. They've been a longtime collaborator for us. Nice. So uh, what's on deck? Next week, we have a really fun feature. One of my contributors, a writer based in North Carolina, her name's Jody Helmer. Uh, she actually traveled for this story. She went to neighboring South Carolina to do the, the full casual crabbing with Tia Airbnb <laughs> experience. Uh, just so happens to be one of the highest rated experiences on site. Uh, we learned, I learned, I mean, we were at our event in Seattle a couple months ago and uh, Imani Black from Minorities in Aquaculture, she was talking about lots of different issues about inclusiveness, representation, and she mentioned Tia, who had this high, highest rated Airbnb experience in the world. And immediately I was writing right, yeah, notes yeah. and I'm like, I got to tell Jody about this. So, um, well, Tia's Somewhat new to the crabbing profession, uh, she switched there. She switched profession six years ago as an ever to improve her health. She wanted mm-hmm. to be outside more. Uh, working on the water is her dream. It's uh, allowed her to, you know, she she's allowing others to see what her work is all about. She gives the visitors lessons on how to hold the crabs, how to distinguish females from males, how to throw a cast net, 
and then you know a chef at a local restaurant cooks them at nice. the end of the day. It's, it sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, it's cool. So very to, approachable experience. Yeah, it's, especially if you're you've never if you always wanted to do it. And this is a big point she make. You know, uh, she makes in the story is you know, Tia. She's black. She's also a member of minorities in aquaculture, and she talks about the story of, about how uh, how important inclusiveness and representation are. Mm-hmm. Uh, lots of women want to fish, she says, but men don't feel comfortable getting started. So seeing someone doing it is, you know, yeah. uh, it's a real big open door for them. Yeah, super cool. Super cool. So <laughs> time is flying fast, but that's okay. Um, as long as we aim for 10, then we'll get within, you know, under 15 probably. <laughs> right. So quickly, I, I'd just like to mention we have a new series coming from the University of Washington Sustainable Fisheries group. Uh, that's coming up real soon. He's going to just look at like common fisheries issues. Max Mosler is the, uh, the editor there. He's going to do a piece for us every month looking about, you know, common fisheries issues and putting them into perspective for us. Because since, you know, fisheries is kind of a new area for us. So we're leaning on some folks that really know what they're talking about. Awesome. So I know you wanted to take a minute while we were here to kind of, you know, hop in the Wayback Machine yeah. and uh, fly back and talk about uh, some of a highlight from a story from some something in the past that you yeah. wanted to talk about while we're, especially on this first episode. Yeah. So we're going to go way back 10 years. I just wanted to call attention to uh, an article that was published in The Advocate in the summer of 2013. It was from the aforementioned uh, Aquaculture Pathology Lab at the University of Arizona. It was then led by Donald, Dr. Donald Leitner. He and his team uh, was invo- they were involved in the, the identification of a particular bacteria, Vibrio bacteria strain as the cause of what was then known as early mortality syndrome. This is a shrimp disease that was causing, causing billions of dollars in losses. Uh, this finding was really important, kind of turned the tide. Um, and so I, I talked. To, I caught up with uh, George Chamberlain, our former president, uh, just this week. I asked him about the importance of that article, and yeah, he said it was critical. And this is from George. He said it wasn't until Locke Tran, Dr. Leitner's PhD mm-hmm. student, uh, until he he conducted subsequent lab trials at the University of Arizona that the the disease transmission was achieved using fresh, not frozen tissues. So they've been using frozen samples before. Mm-hmm. So. This was, this, this was a breakthrough. And then he identified Vibrio parahemolyticus as the vector for this disease. So that was a critical breakthrough, and it led to many management advances, including the development of PCR diagnostic tests and screening of broodstock and post larvae, kind of the foundation of what is the biosecurity today in, in shrimp aquaculture. So I just want to call that out. Very cool. All right. And lastly, Jamie, what uh, let's talk about what's out there. What is happening in the world of seafood? Well, close to home, I can talk about what's happening at GSA, and uh, but I can't say give all the details yet, but our, our event, our annual event is, um, is happening in New Brunswick this fall. It's happening uh, in October. We're going to announce the, uh, the venue uh, and the dates on Tuesday. So look for that. Yeah. Make sure you keep your eye on your emails and all of, all of the social medias where you can get all of that information. I think this is really cool that we're doing this, Jamie. Thank you for coming and doing this. Um, Any of our listeners, I'm sure you enjoyed this. And please continue to listen to these because we're going to pump them out every other week. And uh, we, I really encourage you to click the link in the show notes and check out all these articles that Jamie has been talking about. Sign up for the newsletter so you know when new stuff is coming out. It's just a way to kind of really build up all the content that we have and get it onto your plate so you can consume it. So thank you so much, Jamie. And thank you listeners for joining us today. And we'll talk to you next time. Till next time. 